That's all you get. Hi, everybody. Hello. So, for the record, these crab cakes really good. Oh, yeah. This is dinner in a Genesis album tonight because we need to eat food. Like because we need to eat food. Mm-hmm. It's true. So we're having crab cake and pierogi. So here we are at uh, chapter two of the Asara arc. I am Cat Pride, the uh, stufer for Avalon. I mixed it. I wrote most of it. I directed it. I think I already covered that. I made it. Um, and with me, of course, is Kristen Bates, the co-stufer. Hi. She did not mix it, but she did help write it. And she is in it. And she helped me come up with it. Mm -hmm. So, yay! Not all of it, just this bit. There were parts of it. Like, big chunks of it. Of the last three episodes that you helped me That's true. Oh, and here's your plate of crab cake and pierogi. Aren't they delicious? (laughs) Oh, that's mean. Thank you for joining us for dinner. I didn't know we could fit this many people in our living room. <laughs> All five of them? Nah, that was good. <laughs> oh, ouch! Ow, it hit me right in the feels! <laughs> anyway, so, uh... So, as we know, uh, we left off last episode with, uh... Asara losing her mentor, and then going ape shit on everything else. Yep. I'm becoming Avalon. Yes. As Avalon, I was very reckless. I so now she's a, a petulance. Off to uh, in a sense of loss that to, to try and make a life for herself somewhere else, which is how she gets I to New York. Sienna, Jake, and, Francis, except my um, but she was in school. Man, this episode has so she much stuff in it that you didn't even know existed. Stuff that I've literally just hinted at. This episode covers like six years of time. Mm-hmm. It does. Jake was grieving. And it covers a lot of stuff that he did not need the additional burden of a young Asara was purposely vague about and did not want to talk to Jaina about. Which was why Since you've already all listened to the episode, you are aware of who Tara is. Yeah. Now when you go back and re-listen, all that stuff that you thought might be Asara's husband or Lines where she'd be like, killed that little, you know. Nope. It was her sister. It was her sister. I got the first job I could find. I bet you guys are regretting <laughs> begging us to tell you all the stuff now, huh? <laughs> and they were telling it all to you, and you're like, I can't even. <laughs> Ugly sob. <laughs> My God, five days on Tumblr, and you've turned into one of those people. <laughs> I'm so sorry, folks. There's like hashtags everywhere I go and reaction gifts all over the place. When the attacks did begin, they were a slow start. I think for the first two years or so, I typically found a demon somewhere in the city maybe every couple of weeks. Because it seemed so calm. I like the little groovy music I got in the background there. Well, it's the 80s 80s. crime drama. Like, I think we talked about this some last episode, but I have no memory of two days ago, let alone... Yeah, you may not. Yeah, we may have. I don't know. When we did. Um, So basically, the thought is that... uh, So when I met Leanne, 
Francesca is the shiny silver age big smile hero. Well, as big smile as Francesca gets. Um, no, she's really cheery, right? Yeah. So she would be big smile. And, uh, the, the, the very super friends. Uh-huh. And Asara is the gritty 80s. To early 90s. Very Frank Miller with a mullet. There's pockets. And there's pockets and, and pouches and belts and involved. So there's it, basically muscles where nobody knew existed before. Yes. I'm tempted to make that the cover. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not allowed to do it in lethal style. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. You guys will know because we all made this decision by the by time then, the yeah. comes out. And then, and then obviously, Jaina is the thousands sleek, very influenced by X-Men films style. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so tough because I have to kind of, like, we had to kind of crunch what could feasibly have been seasons worth of drama for a show into, like, three episodes. And I feel so bad because Jack Kalk comes in to play an iconic character because I wanted, I wanted Chris played by somebody who was someone at Pendant you know. Um, but not someone that you've heard playing a lot of the same types of roles and I really like Jack's voice and I was, and so he auditioned with a bunch of other stuff and I was like you you are perfect for this role you you've got it man he's got that right blend of um of of I'm just an average guy mm-hmm. and that that and, and that he was really able to play Very all those emotions man. that we yeah and he was able to play all those emotions that he had to be able to do in one episode it was really amazing nothing happened I don't I am very broken! You know, Asara, the last time Dean did that, Castiel went off and did a really stupid thing, so you shouldn't tell people to do that. Is that their love? <laughs> Are Asara and Chris, Dean and Castiel? Yes! I'm just gonna come out and say it. We just lost half the audience. No, I don't. Well, uh, three of them are now confused. <laughs> That's funny. I'm a funny person. I'm here for the lulls. I really felt that Genesis Avalon didn't have enough lulls because mostly it had none. So, funny story about these lines. So, my mom's back again. Um, Yay, mom. As she's what to do. <laughs> she had to record these lines at home. And my well, poor mother thought she was doing such an awesome job because she recorded like three sessions at once, right? And then she saved all of them down together as one session overlapping each other. I was like, no! redo these. <laughs> she, of course, closed the, closed the sessions when she completed them. I was like, no, Mom, no! You heard me. Go, 
The thing that always scares me about this is when my mom gets all bitchy to a Sara, it's like she's getting bitchy to me. And so I automatically feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> Relaxing! I don't have to do anything, folks! <laughs> oh, that was whiny sounding, Asara. Yeah. So, Kat, your mom just called you a selfish bitch. How do you feel about that? Ugly stuff! No, actually, I'm pretty sure she's never called me that in my life. So, I think we're okay. My mother called me other things, but not that. And all of them because I deserved it. <laughs> it's like the prime story one of my friends told that him and his mom are in a fight and she called him a son of a bitch <laughs> and he said well you would know <laughs> it ended the fight yeah that's pretty fucking awesome man and I together to solve this mystery made it seem like things oh sara I told myself and then I made tons of mistakes uh -huh. If I had not made enough mistakes, as it were, I made a few more. So she's a booth babe. No. She's a Sam. Oh, so we're sticking with we're sticking with supernatural references? Yes, we can't confuse them. We've already we've already lost three of them the last two games. <laughs> they're gonna like Hulk smash, they're gonna be so confused. Oh hello, Mr. Britain! Playing a character who he normally doesn't play? Hmm. We can't talk about that, can we? No. Not really. Playing a nice, happy, light-hearted mm -hmm. character. He's playing, playing a pretty average, mildly Average guy. Joe. Who's like a tax auditor or something. Yeah. He works in a bank. No, yes! Possibly bar. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> I think in the next episode where he actually talks about his career at one point, I actually think originally it was like some auditor from Birmingham who works at Barclays. And I was like, I'm going to take that last bit out. Yeah. A little too close to home. But it explains some stuff about Chris. We love you, Chris. Yes, we do, sir. Doesn't matter. Don't leave us ever! Not really what you think. And that is living dangerously, my dear. I think I've been living quite too safe for you. I should never even have begun. You two should never have talked to each other, exactly. Things just this is a super classic 80s superhero story. It is! It was. Uh, my goal was to make it. You know, ap and this is after the fact. So this is after I've, you know, obviously I knew the story. But in a, in but a like super in classic the... 80s story, this would have been a male superhero. Going through all this stuff. Going yeah. through all of this. With his Vicky Vale and his Catwoman. Exactly. Oh my god, she's Batman! She really kind of is, though, in that she is some serious damaged goods, man. I don't really think that not meeting Owen would have changed I suppose that there was a chance that if I had been honest with Chris, maybe there would have been a chance, but... She's like a... She's like a Batman mixed with Wally West. 
Yeah, and Wally's origin to becoming Flash. And I realized that I never had a plan. Well, that's what Flash is all about. So I don't think I ever realized that. All the years I've been playing and writing you, sweetie, plans are not something you normally ever think about. I don't think she's ever had a plan. Not that she came up with herself. Ever. Yeah, that's because things never cross your mind. What the hell? Exactly! <laughs> It's true, though. She's so selfish. I'm not even sure why you're still here. We are married. So you notice. Finally. You act like I didn't see that you're not wearing your goddamn wedding ring. Okay. There were so many amazing ad-libs from Jack that we could not use. That I could not use because all of them were over the PG-13 rating. I mean, I mean, he was just like, bullshit! And he was just throwing them all out He was so there. in character. And he was just throwing, he was so pissed, it was perfect. And I was like, no, I can't use these, damn. Oh, he just had a cat pizza wow. He had a cat pride wow. Just now, did you hear yes. that? Yes. When Cat gets really angry and you've said something to enrage her, she typically just goes, wow. It's true. That's why I wrote it like that. And I believe the stage direction there was completely disgusted and over you. <laughs> Needless to say, I hear wow a whole lot. <laughs> you only hear it when when I think you really deserve it. Typically it's when my puns are really that bad. No. It's or not when I've the puns done, are bad, it's when they're badly timed. Or when I've done something, yeah, poor, or when I've done something particularly mal male. Yes. And your response to me when I point out that is not to apologize for the thing you did, it's to actually make fun of it, or my reaction to it, and then you normally get a, wow. And then I know I'm in trouble and I bring you eggnog. Mm-hmm. She did, she brought me eggnog because she loves me. Not because I was in trouble. Really, I was mad at you, and then I brought you eggnog, so I'm the best boyfriend ever. Why were you mad at me? Oh, because of thing. I'm a boyfriend and a girlfriend at the same time. We're going to have a talk about this after the commentary. Okay. You might think that you were allowed to be mad. You're wrong. <laughs> are you sure about this, How are we so fucking dysfunctional? I don't know. That's my sister. Yes, it is. So, yeah. She was so nervous about recording she these She was. Oh, so my God. So, all of you, talk up how awesome she was if you thought she was awesome. Tell me. Tell me on Twitter, because she has a Twitter, and I can retweet it to her. Or Facebook. Or Facebook, because I can send it to her on Facebook, too. I don't think there's much left to But, uh... This should be the last of it. Yeah, I know. She's awesome. She did a really good job with this. And, we, um, and it was so funny because, you know, my sister ha does acting, you know, when she wants to. She, she works at the Ren Fair in New York occasionally. And, uh... But she was really nervous about voice acting. And as soon as she started recording them, I'm like, no, you sound perfect. In fact, I wish I'd had your voice a couple years ago. Yeah. Because I would have used you for other characters, too, in other shows. She's so flipping adorable, though. And she and David have remarkably good chemistry. Yes. And that was the thing that got me. Speaking of... He shows up in a couple of seconds. Yes, he does. Because you've all missed him. And I don't think any of you expected Sam to show up yet. Cat can't go an episode without hearing David Alt anymore. That's true. If she does, she gets sad and she can't. She doesn't know why. And I'll say, Cat, it's because you haven't heard David growl in your ear lately. 
Hi, David. I don't. He doesn't. Well, not in person. I'm just gonna shut up and eat my pierogi. I have two words for to say to you. Thermo camera. <laughs> you do. God, I hate you and David. I have to admit, this is one of my favorite scenes just because... The intro of the training hall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You seeing her... I like how this is the episode where you sort of see her journey from the little girl... The girl you met last episode to the mid-range between what you think of when you think of Asara and, 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 mm -hmm. and you know, right now. And that's pretty awesome. I'm not sure. And this is the first time you've heard the Asara theme unabashed in a long time. My sister does a perfect blend of adorable and condescending at the same time. She's like condescending Wonka. She is! She is! My sister is condescending Wonka! It's hard to believe that this place used to be that old one-day studio apartment. It seems so hopeful. They're sad. They're just crashing over me. Oh, Sarah, there was nothing hopeful about it. It was your divorce pad. <laughs> There he is. Oh, this hotness. <laughs> yes. Hello. I'm. You're Sarah, aren't you? How did you? I didn't tell him. I love that. It's. I'm sort of his replacement. Done and done. Sam. Master of creating public artists. Poor Sam and Asara. They just were not. You know. And of course, the moment. She was too old, he was too young. And the thing that I liked about doing this was it, it now becomes strikingly clear as you actually watch this or listen to this that Sam I don't Sam wasn't ever really in love with Asara. He definitely had a, a thing for her. But Tara was the person he cared about. Yeah. Tara was the thing that made him stick around. Because he's only sixteen. For God's sake, he was pretty freaking young. Yeah, you are. Because at this point, she's like, what, 25? Yeah. And he's like, what, 18? He's 16. Six, 16. He's really young, yeah. He's only 16. <clears throat> That's the thing I like about him is that he is really young, and that's why 
Tara gets so mad at Asara for trying to tell her what to do, and Asara's response pretty much is, uh, hello, he's actually illegal <coughs> here in the States. Yes, Hope Springs Eternal. <laughs> it was nice to play not sick Asara and not evil Asara. <laughs> it's just Asara. <clears throat> They're so adorable. Not food! <laughs> dun dun dun! Because she was a girl. Not really, but. Oh, this this fight. You mean the ones about the vigilantes that run around fighting some sort of vampires or something? Yeah, I heard about them. And I also heard that the government won't let them actually publish anything about what's really going on. It's all the more reason for me to stay. It's all the more reason for you to go and be safe and not snoop around and get in trouble. What about Sam? What about him? We're dating Asara. I'm not going to up and leave him. And he's certainly not going to come with me. He likes us here too much. You are 20 and he is 16. It's so weird playing Asara because I never, I it never he sounds like me to me. I'm always like, who is that person? She really doesn't. There's some really hot voiced chick on this radio. What's you? That's you're very silly. Yep. She wants to eat you. There's a difference. <laughs> and not in the sexy way. Oh my god. Doing this was so difficult. Did your brain not know what to do with it anymore? Because it was the high-pitched voice. I hadn't done the high, 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 super high-pitched little voice in years. That's kind of hilarious. Attack with a sleeky. How did you find out? They haven't told me about him. I didn't know it was you. You've got to leave. And I mean now. No! Asara, look out! I'm stabbing! My poor sister had to die. <laughs> That's right, folks. <laughs> if you're in my family and you wait long enough, I'll have a roll for you. You wait even longer. She'll kill you. I'll kill you. In the show, FBI. Yeah. In the show. <laughs> My sister's just fine. You feel free to feel free to ask her. No, heck, ask Philly D. He just put her on the nation as sexy the other day. Yeah. That's right. My sister so, randomly got. Let's talk about the actual episode. Yes. <clears throat> so I guess one could say that that 
this is this is Asara's equivalent of Roxy getting stabbed in the maze. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Which is why uh, she was not so sympathetic to Jaina, but at the same time, pretty sympathetic. Yeah. She was sympathetic in that mm-hmm. she knew how it felt to lose someone, and she understood how hard that was, but at the same time, she knew that uh, it's part of being Avalon. Yep. And that's why she warned Jaina that once you become Avalon, you have to shift your priorities. So, and, and to be fair, basically, this whole story shows you that she is the... Uh, all right, that's it. I have to make the reference, so if you folks don't get it, I'm sorry. She's the August W. Booth. Oh, Lord! Of, of our show. No, but seriously, though. Catherine. She's, like, all good intentions for Jaina, but nothing works out the way you expect it to. I'm not going to say anything else, because I don't want to spoil anybody if you haven't watched Once Upon a Time. Watch Once Upon a Time. It's the best show. And then tell everybody you know that Ian Bailey needs to stay on the show. So. Because I might be a fan of August. She might. Only a lot! I'm a booth babe! I might have to hear about it every 20 minutes. You do! Minutes. You hear about it, like, every day at least. <laughs> this, okay, so fun story hey, about this. Lilith's smart. Marginally less intelligent than Lilith. So, this is actually interesting, because this is actually a shout-out to Peacekeepers. Yes, it is. It's a shout-out to Peacekeepers continuity. So, for those of you who, who have followed my the journey of Avalon for a long time, and you've probably heard me talk about the fact that I have other works that I would like published eventually, one of those works is something called Last of the Peacekeepers. It takes place in the same universe as Avalon. I actually wrote that first, and then I'm actually going through and I'm working on a massive rewrite of that series. The concept of the Demon's Circle is actually a Peacekeeper concept. Yep. And, uh, works a little differently for the Peacekeepers than it does for an Avalon. But, uh, and, uh, this scene was really, yeah, really tough for me to even include. I, I, We've, I we, actually we thought we struggled about, about this for weeks because I wrote it in. Because I asked you, I said, do you think in a world of Avalon that it still would have happened? And you said, do you want to ignore history? And I said, not really. And so we wrote the scene, and then you and I talked about it for weeks, weeks. before we decided whether or not to keep it. It still in. almost didn't happen. It still almost didn't happen. But at the end of the day, I realized that uh, part of the the message of Asara's story, though, is that She's just one person, and she keeps failing. Yeah. And that at the end of the day, there are some things that I don't even know that... Yeah, I mean, because even Asara says she doesn't know that she could have done anything. So, and that's that's part of the reason why and we she wouldn't is... Be, and part of the reason why she isn't, a, she isn't there when it happens. She wakes up after it's already occurred. And we wouldn't be the first uh, superhero group, as it were... Yes. To tackle what would happen on 9-11 if there just, had been... I just wasn't sure it was something I wanted to approach, Roach. but uh, I think it was necessary. I thought it was done well. Well, thank you. It was... <laughs> I still wasn't sure I, I was okay with it. But, and then we get to the last scene here, and 
And, you know, leading up to all of this, I think that that scene was necessary because it pushed Asara where she needed to be, which was Owen's house. Yes. Which brings us to the last... Uh, just a minute. Brings us to the last scene. Owen's house, the worst possible place to be. Yep, pretty much. I like this music that's playing here. What is this? It is called... I'm going to see this one is... Come on, please. Let me look it up really quick. Because it sounds like that's that one song that you really like. Oh, it's... I know it's not, because it's a... She's looking. I am. I'll find it before the end of the episode. Got nine minutes. Believe me, it doesn't take nine minutes to load this thing. It would on my brick. My brick. Watch, now that I've said that, it it'll take, take nine, nine minutes, minutes to load. Nine minutes and 30 seconds. Well, at least she wasn't actually still married when all of this happened. Yes. Well, and that's that's the point is that you know, she had she does have morals and what she did to Chris, a lot of their marriage fell apart because of her being Avalon. It had nothing to do with her friendship with Owen. That was more a product of her already pulling away. Yeah. The apartment losing all that friendly. How indeed! I can't say things. Oh, that piece of music that you heard is called Once Upon a Time. Oh, is it? Because it is the theme that you heard when Asara was evil. Gotcha. And it's one of it's one of her her love themes. So is it a Sara love theme? Yeah. Good guy, Owen. I was really glad we got Chris to come along for this. Ride. Yeah, because you know he uh, he knew he was going to be working through the end of season three. He did not know about any of season four. And we tried. I was, like, I was like, can we get you to do these three episodes? I know it's not normally what you've done. I know it's not. I know you're busy, but if you have the time, I I would like the I would like you there for this, please. And he was he was available. And really, I think he was the only one that was in that boat. Him and Roxy and Bernadette playing, um... But Bernadette wasn't around for the whole... Like, he was the only one who's been around for the whole shebang. Yes. That, it, that, was, that wasn't going to really be appearing in four. Yes. So, it was nice to get him back for all of five. Yeah. yeah. All I mean, of five couple, hot minutes. We have a couple of actors that you're going to see again. So, I don't feel bad spoiling you and saying, Haha, there will be people you didn't expect to see. But I'm not going to tell you any of who they are. Um, but, yeah, Chris was def- was not going to be. He did not know that I wanted him to come back to, to, to do a little bit of extra stuff. Yeah. Different stuff for him that wasn't normal. A smarter person would have left. I'm not very He's smart, very though. Nice. Kept a healthy distance where they both were. And it was not what I did, though. Oh, no, it was not. 
and then I guess we could talk about the uh, agony that was this scene for you. <laughs> you feel free to talk about it all you want. So Kat has never really had to do a naughty scene before. Even though she's been... correct this really quickly? I've, I have been in them as an actor. So I did some for Kitty Shadow. I've never had to mix one. Yeah. And that was the hard part. She's never had to mix one that she was in. Where you're hearing every single outtake. And, um... And people like Chris like to say stuff that's totally not helpful. And this was another scene that a lot of stuff was given to us. Uh, yes. That Let could it, not be used. Let's just put it this way. We faded to black earlier than I expected us to. But that's because a lot of what we I got out of Chris was not stuff that I could air. <laughs> there was a lot of of passing it between the two of us going, is this too much? Yeah, at what point do we need to fade to black here? Is this too much? Is this too much? Because the raw takes of it sounded bone chicka wow wow. Because he's good guy Owen. He's kind of a Satanist in that way. All that matters yeah. is the here and now. Oh, yeah. Always going to be people. Don't worry about the future. Don't worry about the past. Only worry about what you're doing right now, in this moment. You're thinking way too much about this. You need to learn to just feel what you feel, and then act. Either act or don't. That's the problem. I did that, and I ended up here. And I don't see how that's a problem. This was a bad idea. I should not come. Don't go. Our pants just flew right off. <laughs> this scene has so much tension and, and, and stuff. It has a lot of stuff. Things. He just wants to make love to you. Like you are gonna hit you and he'll hold you <laughs> tight, baby. All through the night, no, I'll make stop. love oh to God, you. Please stop. Cat does not like her old early '90s R&B jams no. during her old early '90s sex scene. <laughs> yeah, like literally, you get five seconds of kissing because after that point. Didn't we listen to this on the way to the drive-in? Yeah. It was driving down Highway 20, driving down Interstate 20 going, oh boy, my face is all red. Is it just me or is here? Can we crank? Oh, the AC is on full, but I'm still flushed. <laughs> Uh, 
she has tasted the fruit of the forbidden tree. <laughs> Did she taste this fruit? I'm not answering. I'm not even that was, dignifying that That was that pretty dirty. That's horrible. So, you made it. You, you have, did! You have lived through another 30 minutes of Cat and I rambling. Featuring the voice talent. All five of you, congratulations. I hope you enjoyed your pierogi and yes. your crab I'm sure cake. I'm you all did. Because, you know, you were here eating with us. They were very tasty crab cake and pierogi, so I'm sure you did enjoy them. Costco, man, for the crab cake. Costco. And the pierogi. And the pierogi. So, anyways, thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed what you listened to just now, please let us know. You can go onto the Yahoo group, groups.yahoo.com slash groups.pinit. You can tell us on Facebook or on Twitter. Or you can go on the website and leave a direct message there. Or you can go to the top of a really high mountain with a megaphone, but we probably won't hear that one. <laughs> Unless you happen to go to the top of, I don't know, Reunion Tower. This is the reason why I don't normally do this part. I'm letting you do it. Have fun. Um, and then tune back in next month when we've got the the grand finale of the Asara arc and you find out what happened between this moment and eight years later. When and where we end it, man. And where we end it. You guys it. are gonna go, oh no way! It's gonna be awesome. So we're looking forward to seeing you then. Maybe we'll have some delicious food for you then as well. Yes. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Bye.